Hello, I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Stay tuned after the news for Philosophy Talk. A program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. So, are we getting married this week, Ken? Nice of you to ask, but not exactly. This week we're looking at the state and the regulation of marriage. Isn't marriage a private matter between two people or between them and their God or maybe their in-laws? What business is it of the states who I marry? Well, you might think the state has no business, but the state certainly thinks it does. The state says, sometimes it says you can't marry uh, people of different races, you can't marry people of the same sex, and you can't marry more than one person at a time. Stay tuned as we discuss the philosophical aspects of the state's authority to regulate marriage. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. Our program comes to you from the studios of KALW Radio in San Francisco. But think of us as sitting in a circle under the shade of a big old tree, down by the philosophy department at Stanford at Philosophy Corner. Talking philosophy, sipping some divine nectar. That, that sounds really cool, John. They pay us to have so much fun? Uh, no, not much. <laughs> it is nice work if you can get it. Later in the program, we'll be take, taking listener calls. But first, we need to set the stage a bit. What's our topic? Uh, we're going to talk about marriage and the state. In, in most countries around the world, you know, there, there are a lot of rules and regulations about who you can and can't marry. But here's the question. What does the state, where does the state get off regulating marriage? I mean, why? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've actually done uncharacteristically a little bit of research. Oh, you've on been this. working hard for that non marriage huh? is Marriage isn't something invented by the state, and it's not something invented by the church. It's a phenomenon that uh, has been found in all human societies that the social scientists know about. Yeah, so it predates, uh, predates, predates. organized religion, predates uh, large, complex so, political so societies. So the states didn't invent it. They okay. just came so across it. How come like, they get to regulate it? Like then? mountains and things like that. Well, marriage differs from, say, friendship. In that marriage has traditionally involved a whole host of things. Not every society uses marriage for all of them, but a lot of them intersect yeah. with things that are clearly state G- give responsibilities. Me some ex- give me some examples Well, here. finances. Oh, well, that's right? true. So yeah. marriage is a way of making financial and thus social bonds between the in-laws. That's an important thing. Well, that's thing. one thing. And that's why a lot of marriages are arranged. There's the one thing I thought you were going to say you didn't. I, I thought you were more of a dirty old man. What about, <laughs> you know, sexual relationships? Well, sexual relations are important. They give uh, uh, traditional or often they give the male uh, exclusive rights to the female sexual relationships no. and vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. At the least. vice versa is important, right? And, and uh, well, of course, it, marriage can be polygamy or polyandry. That's not as, incom- yeah. not as common. Yeah. But also property rights. In other words, uh, lines of inheritance. You get married, uh, and that, that means you are de, de facto or at least default the uh, the the father of these children, and well, they, they have a default right to your inheritance. So well, getting the lines of succession, these are all things, property, uh, sexual relationships that are often uh, the, precipitate violence. The, the legitimacy of uh, children. you know, Ensuring bonds between the various groups. These are all important to the state, and so it, it didn't come along and say, let's take over marriage. It's not like saying, let's take over friendship I, and I, say who can be friends. I know, but I still it's don't. It's a legitimate I, state concern, uh, Ken. Uh, What's uh, your problem? Uh, well, I just don't know what the extent and limits of this thing is. I mean, I mean, it's one thing to say, uh, well, the state needs to regulate property rights, but, but 
you know, anybody, anybody in an intimate relation, there might be a question about how to distribute their property. So why should that kind of concern say, well, these people can't get married. These people of different races can't get married. Why should the state have an interest in saying that out of its concern for property or children or or something like that? I, well, I don't get I, it. I, I, there's really two questions. One, can the state say that? Is marriage something the state can say does or doesn't occur? Uh, there are all kinds of marriages. The state can build recognition of some of them into its laws, but I don't really know that it makes yeah, sense we, that we they have say to they can't occur. Yeah, I wonder why the state has this concern for traditional marriage. That's what I'm wondering. Right. Well, to tell you the truth, traditional marriage has been getting a fair amount of attention lately, in part due to President Bush's recent State of the Union address. Our own roving philosophical reporter, Amy Stanton, files this report. Our nation must defend the sanctity of marriage. In his January 2004 State of the Union address, President Bush hinted at a constitutional amendment to prohibit gay marriage. If judges insist on forcing their arbitrary will upon the people, the only alternative left to the people would be the constitutional process. The framers designed a constitution that could be amended and has been amended um, many times, but the constitution is very difficult to change. That's Sarah Beringer Gordon, professor of law and history at the University of Pennsylvania. It requires a two-thirds, a supermajority of the states to ratify a constitutional amendment, and we have, I think, wisely been reluctant to make very many amendments. Prohibition taught many people that trying to exercise too much social control through constitutional amendments can be a very big mistake. Marriage is traditionally a state matter. But this isn't the first time the federal government has gotten involved. That became very complicated for the first time in the 19th century, when in the territory of Utah, Mormons began to practice and to defend their right to practice a form of marriage they called plural marriage, which we commonly call polygamy. And it was a lively question whether or not the national government could prohibit the Mormons from practicing polygamy, and to make a very long and complex story short, the answer finally was yes. Congress did have the power to prohibit polygamy. To make the short story a little longer, the court opposed polygamy because it was considered an unequal, unfair relationship with one man holding power over many women. Gordon says it would be hard to oppose gay marriage on the same grounds. But either way, you may be asking, why get the state involved in marriage at all? The form of marriage and the commitment to marriage has been extremely important to the state, both for guaranteeing the orderly transmission of property from one generation to another, for avoiding bloodshed, um, determining uh, who is married to whom, all kinds of things that could produce chaos in society. And marriage also, for all its faults, has been the most reliable place to raise the next generation. And, of course, the next generation is extremely important to the state. In other words, those same sentimental, romantic reasons that many of us get married in the first place. For Philosophy Talk, this is Amy Standen. Want to hear more? You can hear the rest of the program by purchasing it at iTunes Music. 
or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.